Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Church Online. We're so thankful to be able to gather together in this way. And so thankful to be starting a brand new year. I know, I know probably many of you are happy to see 2020 in the rearview mirror. Have you ever been walking with someone whose pace was so fast that it was hard to keep up? Uh, this is the reality for all children, right? All adults in their life walk way too fast and they're always running to keep up. Do you ever feel like the pace of life is too fast and that you, uh, that you, you can't catch up? What about uh, your journey of faith? Today, as we kick off a new year and as we look forward to 2021, I want to talk with you about what sets the pace of your life. What are the rhythms that define and anchor your faith? In November, a couple of months ago, Pastor Holly and I shared about the direction that God is leading us as a church. And we spent the entire month teaching on our discipleship pathway. You can go back and find all of those messages, written material, and other videos on our website. We encourage you to look through that. Hopefully you notice that one of the aspects of the discipleship pathway is that we develop healthy spiritual rhythms. That we want to start 2021 talking about that because as we follow Jesus, we'll find that this is exactly what he did. He defined his life by these healthy spiritual rhythms. So over the next five weeks, we're going to look at a few of these rhythms that can help us anchor our lives and help us grow in our faith. Now here's how we know that these spiritual rhythms are important for us. Because as I said a moment ago, Jesus practiced these. But second, Jesus invites us to this type of life. He gives us this incredible invitation in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And it says this from the message version. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What an incredible invitation. And it's one that we all need as we move out of 2020. You know, ironically, many of us have been home way more over the past year, but many of us are way more tired, more stressed, more anxious, and weary than we've ever been before. We need this wonderful invitation. And if we respond, then Jesus says that we will recover our lives, that we will take real rest. Jesus' way isn't heavy or ill-fitting, and uh, we'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, as an aside, Jesus many times uses the language of invitation when he's talking about the spiritual life. Built into our discipleship pathway at Crossview is the belief that invitation is vital to all of us. So you're going to hear constantly, consistently, two invitations. Number one, an invitation to give more of your heart to Jesus. And number two, if you haven't already given your heart to Jesus, to give your heart to Jesus for the first time. We want to be accepting and receiving the invitation that Jesus gives us 
as we grow in our faith and take further steps of discipleship in our faith, we're going to be unashamed about that. We invite you to follow Jesus. We invite you to follow Jesus more, to give more of yourself to Jesus. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We say that often. Jesus' invitation are good and lead to life. So you're going to hear those, uh, this language of invitation as part of our church culture ongoing, and we're really excited about that. Over the next several weeks, we're going to do our best to learn about these specific rhythms of grace that we were designed for, that Jesus created for us to participate in. So I want to start by defining a foundational concept for us as we move forward in this series. And I want to use a movie to help us understand. Have you ever seen the movie Home? It's an older movie. It's one of my kids' favorites, but there's this really hilarious scene in that movie where the main character, a cartoon alien named O, hears human music for the first time. While he's listening to the music, you see one of his four feet start to bounce to the rhythm of the music, and eventually his whole body is dancing to the beat, and he can't control himself. He gets caught up in the rhythm of the music that he's hearing. Now for this series, as we begin this idea, it's helpful for us to think about our daily movement, our daily spiritual rhythms, and the actions that we take. These actions are often in response to a rhythm that we are tuned into. The rhythm in music sets the pace and feel, a, a tempo of a particular song. A drummer could play a slow rhythm on the drums and it would lead to a particular type of response. Maybe one that's more, in our case, worshipful and leads us to maybe raise our hand and respond in that way. But if that same drummer were to play a faster, more intense beat, we might respond differently. We might dance uh, or clap our hands. We might begin to feel more excited. So just like rhythm sets the tempo to music, the rhythms that we are turned tuned into can set the tempo and, and practice of our life. That's why following Jesus' rhythms are so important for us. We often think about spiritual rhythms as discipleship actions, and they usually are that. But I want to expand our thinking to recognize that we also live into a tempo of life, the context in which we practice these rhythms. So we need to address our rhythms and also our tempo. So it's easy for us to get caught up in a frantic tempo of life as we live day by day. Often we get caught up in the tempo of the culture that we live into, which means often that we're reacting to what comes our way. But this is not the tempo or the rhythm that God has in mind for us. There's a great example of this in Mark chapter 1, verse 35 through 38. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. They, when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, we must go on to the other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. What we see here is that Jesus didn't react to the urgency of those around him. Uh, and he, he may have even been flattered by the need that people had for him, but he just spent the whole night healing people, casting out demons, and there was still need and it came calling. Yet because of his healthy spiritual rhythm where he got away, he didn't uh, respond to what might have felt like a frantic tempo. But he was measured and he, and he was led by the Lord and the clarity that came from that purpose. 
We need God to set the pace and rhythm for our life. Rather than responding to the rhythms of other things that pull for our attention, we need to learn to tune in to God's rhythm for us. What are some of the rhythms and tempos that dominate your life right now? This is a great opportunity to make this a matter of prayer and to ask God to give you some clarity around those areas of your life. We need to tune into God's rhythm for us. And if you do, Jesus tells us that we'll recover our life, that we'll learn to take real rest, that his way isn't heavy or ill-fitting, that we'll learn to live freely and lightly. These rhythms of grace are God's divine tempo for our living. He created us to live into this pattern, this way of life. Have you ever thought about it like this before? We have lots of choices in how we're going to live our life and the things that'll set the tone, the pace for our life. Things that set the, the, the tone for our daily activities. Uh, but we need to tune into God's personalized playlist for us. If we pace ourselves to the rhythm of the constant pressures and stresses and expectations and the priorities of the world around us, we're going to experience stress, stress, exhaustion, discouragement, misalignment with who we're supposed to be in God. And it's easy for us to be driven by rhythms that are not of God's design. So what does it mean to experience these rhythms, to find God's tempo for our life? Well, it means that we allow our relationship with God to structure our daily lives, to inform our perspectives and our priorities. And it means that uh, we let God define our overall way of life. Now, if we desire a life that moves to the rhythm of gra grace, then we must create space for our bodies, minds, and spirits to be refreshed and renewed by these rhythms. And I want to end our time uh, focusing on the goal of the rhythms of grace because these are God's designed rhythms that lead us to something specific. The ultimate end of participating in God's designed rhythms of grace is that we're led into wholeness. Rhythms that are not part of God's plan for us lead us to a dysfunction, disorientation, disunity, and can lead us to tension points in life in a number of areas. But the rhythms that God has defined for us, that God leads us to, it leads us to wholeness, or what Jesus and the Hebrew people knew as shalom. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. The most basic meaning of the word shalom, the concept of shalom, is completeness or wholeness. The word can refer to a stone that has a perfect whole shape with no cracks. It can also refer to a completed stone wall that has no gaps and no missing bricks. Shalom refers to something that is complex with a lot of pieces that are in a state of completeness or wholeness. One of the core ideas here is that life is complex, full of moving parts and relationships and situations. And when any of these is out of alignment or broken down, your shalom uh, is also broken down. Life is no longer whole and it needs to be restored. And this is the invitation of Jesus, the invitation of Jesus that he offers. And it's so great. He says, he comes to us and he says, hey, are you tired? Are you worn out? Do you have too much going on for all the wrong reasons? 
fact, this is one of the basic meanings of the word shalom. When you use it as a verb, to bring shalom literally means to make complete or to restore. And that's what Jesus invites us to. Jesus comes and invites us, offering us his peace. This is the message of the gospel that Jesus brings. Shalom, completeness, wholeness, restoration to all of us messed up humans. So just to be very clear about this, living into the rhythm that God has designed for you, for us, brings us to wholeness with God. In Matthew 23, we find one of the scathing, scathing moments between Jesus and the religious leaders of his day. And the whole, the whole chapter is difficult to read because Jesus doesn't mince words. Jesus is teaching his disciples and a large crowd is there. And I kind of imagine it being like a sunny day, maybe dusty, but nice. And maybe people have come to hear Jesus teach about the kingdom of God. And they gather excited to hear some incredible insight about their lives or maybe to see Jesus perform one of his famed miracles. Who knows? But maybe he's smiling that day or maybe people, when they, they see him, they know something is bothering him a little bit. And then he begins to speak. We find this in Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 12 and then 25 through 26. The teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms they wear extra-wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside and they wear robes with extra long tassels. They love to sit at the head table at banquets and in the seat of, seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi. Don't let anyone call you rabbi, for you have only one teacher and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God in heaven is your father. And don't let anyone call you teacher, for you have one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. What sorrow awaits you teachers of the religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean as well. Wow. I bet the people didn't expect Jesus to say that. They didn't expect to hear that. But don't miss what Jesus says here. Jesus wasn't just blowing off steam when he told the Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. Often, like we do, the Pharisees tried to fix an inner problem with outward performance. They were trying to make up for the brokenness and dysfunction in their hearts uh, by overperforming acts of religious piety. And G but yet Jesus invites us to a different way in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Again, these words over and over, we're hearing this invitation. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. 
I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. A, a stark juxtaposition to what we just heard from the Pharisees. Let's learn to tune into these rhythms of God's way, God's grace. And here's the powerful thing for us. Here's why we need to learn to accept Jesus' invitation. On the one hand, for our own sake, but on the other, for the sake of those around us. For when we live in a way that's responsive to God's rhythms, God's way of life, then we are moved toward wholeness, and therefore it enables us to work toward wholeness for those around us and for our world. We are in a world that desperately needs the hope of Jesus, and we can help uh, provide that. These rhythms of grace that God has designed for us bring us to wholeness, completeness, like having all of the puzzle pieces in the right place. This is what these rhythms do for us. They reorient us, they connect us with who we're supposed to be in God. So your job this week is to spend some time in prayer and reflection and to try to find out what are the rhythms that you're living into. Are they God-designed rhythms or are they other rhythms that are pulling your attention, pulling your heart away from where we should be oriented in God, with Jesus? Over the next few weeks, we're going to explore how to tune into these rhythms, uh, into these, these practices that are a gift of God that Jesus invites us to. We're going to talk about prayer and scripture. We're going to talk about Sabbath and solitude. And there's so many more, but those are the ones that we're going to focus on. We're really excited to be able to talk about these things as we think about forming a foundation, a rhythm that we're living into as a way down a path of discipleship. And we're really excited about this. I want to just encourage you. We have lots of resources that are coming out. Uh, this is kind of the start of our new Discipleship Pathway material, but we have our, our weekly teachings. Now remember, these, these focuses are weekly focuses. So this is what we're talking, this idea of rhythm and what Jesus invites us to, these rhythms that orient our life, the, the divine tempo that God has designed for us. So we have this weekly teaching. Tomorrow, we have our weekly podcast that comes out where Pastor Holly and I discuss in more depth, in a more conversational way, this idea of rhythm. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. Just look up Crossview Church. It's called the Weekly Discussion Podcast. It's a really great way to dive deeper into this. And then on Tuesdays, we'll have a weekly devotional that will be coming out as well. And you can sign up for that uh, by emailing the office. You can sign up for that on our website. Uh, and it's a really great way to dive even further on a weekly basis into that. We also want to provide re other resources for you to be able to dive even deeper into these topics. So we're going to suggest books and articles, websites, podcasts. We want our weekly experience to give you uh, a, a lot of opportunities to have a rich experience as we do what we can to engage in biblical teaching to grow our faith and learn all that we can about what it means to follow Jesus. So we're so excited. Look for those resources and uh, we're going to have a great time together as we go through this series and on into this brand new year. Let me pray. 
Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for this opportunity to talk about these rhythms. God, speak to us deeply. Help us reflect clearly this week on the rhythms that we're living into. What are those things that define our lives? The context for how we think and for how we interact with other people, for our relationships, for our discipling practices, our spiritual formation. We live into a particular rhythm. And God, we know you call us, you invite us to live into your rhythm. So the question for us this week is, are we doing that? And so, God, just help us uh, with clarity on that. Encourage us uh, in this new year, and we will give you all the praise. We love you, Jesus, and in your name we pray. Amen. Let's continue to worship together. <laughs> 